Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman, here with co-host Andy Dolich. We've got some exciting news for you today in that LOL, loss of logo, what's your next move is coming out here to a ebook store near you. Um, yes, ebook. Andy, it's it was a process. You know, we've really uh, put a lot of thought into what LOL is. And when you first brought up the topic to me, you're like, hey, have you ever heard of LOL? It's like, yeah, laugh out loud. No, what's LOL? Well, what I really like is that uh, available at an ebook store near you, which is the known galaxy. Is that correct? Yeah, Audible. Well, not Audible. Kindle, iBooks. It I mean, would everything. be any place that people can get ebooks, including you know the outer reaches of the ozone, um, people on the moon, uh, space stations. Um, hopefully, they don't lose their logo. Yeah, it, it starts out uh, in that initial conversation that we had, and I always try to stay somewhat current with what um, collegiate geniuses are talking about or what's happening in social media. And LOL is one that everybody knows about. And in any kind of speaking appearance or teaching some of the classes, I would say, hey, anybody know what LOL is? And they go, oh yeah, cool, laugh out loud. I go like, no. And then they go, well, what do you mean, no? I go, loss of logo. And that made it even more confusing. Well, what do you mean loss of logo? As uh, we have talked about, and as I have over my shoulder here, a number of different hats from different teams that I've worked with. And every one of those is a logo. And in the world of sports, and more so in the world of entertainment and business, logos are extremely important. Companies spend massive amounts of money crafting their logo, changing their logo, having it as part of a local, regional, national, or global marketing campaign. And as you work through the GPS of your career as you follow the roadmap, you're going to lose a logo. And that loss could be that you're moving to a new organization, that you're told that you're leaving the organization because your services are no longer necessary. And when you, I mean, I just happen to have two logos here, one of the Golden State Warriors, a new, relatively new logo, and one of fan-controlled football. And if you look around, there's, there's many others. When that logo goes away, many people internalize that, and it can become a challenge in their career development, in the way they look at things um, from an optimistic standpoint or a negative standpoint. And what we were able to do with the help of so many incredible industry professionals is ask them about their loss of logo. And with all of the quality work that you've done and the incredible support of mascot books, um, we're, we're real. Number two, which is, is crazy. I mean, 20 secrets to success for 
NCAA student-athletes who won't go pro was the first version we worked on. And this is kind of a, a you know, really interesting topic that even stems from that first book, right? The identity component of what does it take to not only be successful, but what are those transitions like? And, you know, in, in Secrets to Success in that book, it was transitioning from being a student athlete to, you know, going into the real world. And as you mentioned, it's now going from one logo to another to maybe losing your logo as a whole, going into a different industry, whatever the case may be. But I think underlying that whole theme is what's your logo? What does your logo mean to you and not anyone else necessarily, but what does it mean to you? Yeah. And, and who are you? Right? Yeah. Who are you? I mean, what, what does, what are the letters of your logo? What does it look like? If you had to draw your own one, like what, what would your logo look like? What is your business card? I mean, you know, you use the example of you go to FedEx or Kinko's or wherever to make your own business card and you don't have a logo when you first start out and you're going to a conference or you're trying to get your first job. What, what does the logo look like? It is um, an area that um, you need to have the right kind of gravity in your brain. Because um, as you know, uh, on one of the walls over here, I have 13 business cards of places that I've been. But just here's a simple example, fan controlled football league. We've already changed to a certain extent because we're FCF now not FCFL. So that business card's over here. Then uh, many people serve on boards and other community-based organizations. I think you have some experience, Jake, with the PGA. And the PGA has many chapters around the country and they have a foundation and I'm involved in the foundation here in Northern California with PGA Hope, um, a great program that marries the pro golfers with returning combat veterans and uses golf to reintroduce them to their community. But when I left my first job of logo, when I was at the Golden State Warriors and the owner, Chris Cohan said, um, you used to be president of the Golden State Warriors. You're not president anymore, which meant that I was gone. And so you go to, um, the local printer um, and office depot, and, and there you have it, right? It's your name. Now you could have a spiffy logo on it, it can do it. But when you look at this and go, well, wait a second, I'm not part of a league. I'm not part of a team. I can give myself a fancy title if it is my firm, but it's not the same as being someplace with 100 or 200 other people. And if you're not ready to move to the next position, it can be very, very difficult for the men and women that are working hard to develop careers in the business. So what we've tried to do and hopefully have done successfully is aggregated so many people in the industry, in every sector of the industry, and have them tell their stories of what it was like. So it can literally be a textbook and that it doesn't feel like you've been hit upside the head with a baseball bat or a hockey stick or a field lacrosse stick or whatever it might be, um, or a 90 mile an hour fastball and say, I can handle that. 
um, because of what is inside the book. Well, what was so fascinating is we tried to take, you know, as many people as we could without having the book be 400 pages, right, to, you know, try and expand upon different people from different walks of life, from different experiences, from different parts of the industry. What we will ask of those who read is to share your LOL story. And we will maybe eventually come up with version two as there's many more perspectives out there. And as you know, LOL becomes a different LOL from what uh, everyone else knows it as. And so, you know, you think about the perspectives that people have given in this book. And one of the unique things is that you ask the question somewhere in there. And again, you got to get it to read it and find out the answers. But what would you do if you couldn't work in sports? And a lot of the answers were somewhat similar. There was a couple that were out there that you wouldn't expect, or maybe someone has a different passion. But when we got a lot of answers back, you can't even believe the amount of uh, responses that said, man, I, that question was way harder than I thought, or these questions were really hard to answer. I had to dig deep. And it's something that not a lot of people think about all the time. Because the cosmetics of sports, the fireworks of sports, the VIP parking slots of sports, the Jake, can you get me tickets to this event? Andy, can I get into the suite where all the hotshots hang out? That is a tremendous neon sign for the world of sports and entertainment as they're marrying each other. Um, and you do define yourself by some of the perks that you have. And when the perks go away, um, sometimes, and I found this very, very instructive, and I was just talking to an executive um, this week who's struggling a bit because um, he's not being viewed the same way he used to be viewed, um, just based upon a, a change of his logo. And what I've said is it's the greatest postgraduate school in human nature. You truly find out who your friends are, who your colleagues are, and who wanted free stuff from you because you could get it and you never hear from them again. Well, and that's, and that's valuable. I think that's extremely valuable. It can be hurtful, but it's valuable. Well, I think about, you know, even the, you mentioned you're not president anymore. Well, when, you know, one of the questions I ask people is when you go to any sort of networking event, when you're talking to someone for the first time and you introduce yourself, how do you introduce yourself and be mindful of how you do it? Because 99% of the time, you usually include the logo of where you work every single time, as opposed to, uh, yeah, and, and even your business card, right? As opposed to, hi, I'm Jay Kirschman. Nice to meet you. You know, I'm not going to add anything else onto it because I am who I am. And then, you know, everything else that I've done or experienced or the logos that I've had, it's just a part of who I am. Um, so what's your biggest piece of advice, Andy, as those who read this book and go out and get it on what perspective or mindset to have when they go uh, and start flipping through the pages? Well, first of all, try to define yourself. Um, whether there was a multicolored logo, it ultimately is going to have your name and that's who you are. And so the leadership, uh, teamwork and trust that got you that position and that will get you your next no matter what you do 
that's most important. And you sort of want to do away with the noise around the position and think about what you really enjoyed. And to the point that you made before, I think why many people love the business of sports is the teamwork. And I don't mean the team on the field. Clearly, you want to be a team that stands a chance of winning a championship or doing amazing stuff. But the people you work with every day, because the family of sport is overdone and people talk about it, but you're spending countless hours at the place of work. And you also have some sort of family definition, whatever it is in today's society, and it can be whatever you want. But if the people at work aren't ones that you enjoy being with, or even if you're arguing and having difference of opinion, you can work it out at the end of the day, then it's not worth having that logo. So I look at entities that are made up of people, doesn't matter how many, but is that a quality organization that has leadership, teamwork, and trust? You know, one of the things that's interesting, and we'll, we'll get to this in kind of the second episode of what, you know, launching this book is there's the LOL before COVID and there's also the LOL after COVID, you know, and there's kind of the in-between, right, as well. There, What loss of logo meant at, prior to the pandemic happening is honestly a little bit different now for many people. Um you know, after the pandemic, the pandemic's not over, right? But as, as we're starting to hopefully come back to some sort of new different, as you like to say, you know, I think the LOL component of not only re reprioritizing things, understanding what makes you successful, but for some people haven't been in an office in over a year. So not walking into that stadium or that arena or whatever it might be, all of a sudden that's a little bit lost of the logo of where you work and now everyone's working from home. So how do you, how do you compartmentalize that? Not only haven't they been in that environment with their office colleagues and clients and everybody else, but what about the millions and millions of fans who are not coming into those venues, whatever the venue is it to create the magic that is sports that is very difficult and i think one of the subliminal real challenges of covid-19 has been the mental aspect clearly when you're um over 550,000 people that have lost their lives and we're not out of it as you say yet which is a number that is impossible for us to understand just a year and a half ago uh, but the mental anguish that people are going through, because it's not just you sitting in an office or being in any kind of work environment, you're coming home because you've been home. And what's your definition of home? What's your support mechanism? You know, is it just you? Is it a family? Is your partner working? What about the kids? Are they in virtual learning? Um, nobody saw this coming. And when you don't have anything coming, there's lots of different um, strategies and tactics. And what we're seeing now is there's a collision of a lot of those strategies and tactics as to how people are really dealing with it from a baseball park that has maximum capacity and everybody's there with, without a lot of masking 
and others that are at 20 or 25 percent all in the same sport yeah i mean it's fascinating and so um, Andy, I, I'm really excited to share this with everybody. Uh, I know a lot of work, again, as you mentioned, a big shout out to Mascot Books, our publisher, who's put a lot of effort in getting this uh, to where it is. And really a big thanks to also Derek Hall as well for writing our forward. Um, incredible words of wisdom, nonetheless. And the other 38 you know, professionals that we interviewed throughout the book, as you mentioned, um, couldn't have done it without them. So really excited. Uh, and we will certainly share on where you can get it. Um, until next time. You got it.